I'm RJ Wood from Palamos. This is the Rorschach Georgia update from the 29th of June, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. We'll start out with a little depolarization. On Thursday, the 22nd, President Salome Zurabashvili pardoned Nika Gvaramia, the general director of Body TV. She didn't say why she did it. The opposition and EU senior officials, including Charles Michel, president of the European Council, welcomed Zurabashvili's decision, thought it was an essential step towards depolarization in Georgia. After his release, Kvaramia said he did not expect Zurabashvili to exonerate him and said, quote, the president didn't really do it for me. She did it for the country she is president of, end quote. Georgian Dream or Utsneba members did not hide their frustration with Zudovashvili's decision. They said that it was a political demarche and had nothing to do with depolarization. The same day, the European Commissioner for European Neighborhood Policy and Enlargement presented an official report on Georgia's progress regarding EU recommendations. We reported on the same thing last week, but that was just advanced copies. Now it is officially official. Georgia fulfilled only three out of 12 priorities. Two of them are gender equality and appointing a public defender. The country made progress in seven other areas like political polarization, full functioning of state institutions, transparent and effective judicial reform, independence of the anti-corruption agency, among others. Also, according to the report, Georgia made limited progress in de-oligarchization and media pluralism. Finally, the commissioner emphasized the need for further judicial reform, including the appointment of non-judge members to the High Council of Justice. More on Georgia's EU membership on Monday the 26th, Ricard Joswiak, the Brussels correspondent of Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty, published an article regarding NATO and EU enlargement. Joswiak recently analyzed the European Commission's report and found that Georgia must catch up to Ukraine and Moldova to meet the Union's requirements. While Moldova and Ukraine are leading the way in opening membership negotiations, Hungary could veto Ukraine's bid. Hungarians are a minority of 150,000 in Ukraine. Hungary's leader says Ukraine hasn't done enough for them. They are also voters in Ukrainian elections and heavily support Viktor Orban. So since the government of Georgia and Hungary have built up a close relationship recently, Hungary's leader and Kremlin water boy, Viktor Orban, may only sign off on Ukraine opening extension negotiations if other EU countries agree to grant Georgia's candidate status as well thus helping Otsneba in its bleak electoral prospects next year. Hmm. On Tuesday the 27th, David O'Sullivan, EU sanctions envoy, James O'Brien, head of the Office of Sanctions and Coordination at the U.S. State Department, and Kumar Iyer, Director General of Economic Science and Technology at the U.K. Foreign Affairs, met with Irakli Kharabashvili and the Prime Minister, Ilya Darchiashvili, Foreign Minister, and Levan Davidashvili, the Vice Prime Minister. Both sides said they were pleased with Georgia's efforts to prevent the evasion of sanctions. Uh-huh. Earlier this month, debate stirred in Tbilisi when statement of Ambassador O'Brien mentioned Georgia among the countries he's working with to address the sanction circumvention problem. However, Georgian Foreign Ministry and Otsedma members have, of course, denied any responsibility in sanctions evasion before that. On Thursday, the 22nd, the board of the National Bank of Georgia, or NBG, appointed perennial hanger-rounder Natia Turnava, the former Minister of Economy, as the first vice president of the NBG. Five out of seven members supported her appointment. However, some experts from the International Monetary Fund criticized recent amendments that we have reported on. They fear that Otsneba will have leverage over NBG decisions, since now the Central Bank Board has 
five civil servants who can be fired at any time who are part of Otsuneba's government, which, as we have previously stated, is exactly why they changed the rules so that Bizina can appoint whoever he wants to head the formerly independent central bank. Good news about the Chiatura miner strike. On Saturday the 25th, Georgian Trade Union Confederation, or GTUC, announced that they successfully negotiated a pay increase for striking miners with the company Georgian Manganese. The miners have been demanding an increase in their salary, safety at the workplace, improved insurance conditions, among others, for over two weeks. The GTUC trade union has also promised to address other requests of the miners at some point in the future. The Chiatura mine will resume its operations on the 1st of July. Continuing with the attacks on the opposition, on Tuesday the 27th, a person attacked Misha Mishviladze, one of the founders of the opposition channel Formula TV and a popular comedy show host. According to his statement to Formula TV, the attackers punched Mishviladze in the face at the entrance of a Carrefour store. The offender then continued to assault him while he was on the ground. Opposition representatives have condemned the incident and blamed Otsneva for orchestrating the attacks on the opposition. The Interior Ministry has reportedly initiated investigation into the matter. The next day, the United National Movement, or Natsebi, said that unidentified individuals viciously assaulted David Osikmishvili, a Natsebi employee, while waiting for his three young children near his house. Party statements said that, quote, the Russian dream, Ivanishvili, Kobachidze, and Kharibashvili have openly announced death and violence to us, end quote. Moving on to some regional news, on Saturday the 25th, sailors and students from Batumi State Maritime Academy in Georgia's Black Sea city of Batumi celebrated the annual International Day of the Sea Fair. They marched from the city's seaside boulevard strip to its port with a brass band performance. On the occasion, Levan Davidashvili, Minister of Economy, inaugurated a new simulation space at the Batumi State Maritime Academy. This space meets international standards and provides students with practical training opportunity. On Friday the 23rd, the Zugdidi District Court found guilty and sentenced Badri Eseboa to 13 years in prison. Back in 2020, he committed a daring bank robbery and took 43 hostages in the Zugdidi Department of the Bank of Georgia. He had firearms, hand grenades. As ransom, he demanded half a million dollars, and then he escaped justice. After over two years of investigation, authorities caught him in February 2023. Some political news from Abkhazia, organization Aida Victory, consisting of veterans and citizens of Abkhazia, expressed their mistrust towards the policies of the government and president, took the initiative to call for a referendum. According to the Ayasha agency, they approached the Central Elections Commission of Abkhazia to register their initiative group for conducting a referendum. The initiative group, consisting of 30 members, aims to ask the following question in the referendum, quote, do you believe it is necessary to hold early presidential elections in the Republic of Abkhazia? End quote. As per the legislation, in Abkhazia, citizens can conduct a referendum. In this case, the initiative group must include at least 25 individuals and collect at least 10,000 signatures to request the referendum formally. The 280,000 Georgians that were forced out of Abkhazia are not allowed to sign on for the referendum. On Tuesday, the 27th, Kahi Kaladze, mayor of Tbilisi, during a municipal government meeting, announced a renovation project at the Peace Bridge located in the heart of Tbilisi. He said that damage to the concrete surface of the pier on Tkhvadi's left bank triggered the need for rehabilitation. The restoration work will temporarily close the bridge 
to allow for fixing the stairwell and lighting system. Estimated cost is 1.4 million lati, which is about half a million U.S. dollars, should be done during August. And with some big economic news, on Thursday the 22nd, according to a report from Interfax Azerbaijan, Marat Karabayev, the Minister of Industry and Infrastructural Development of Kazakhstan, announced that Georgia would soon join a joint logistics company created by the Prime Minister of Azerbaijan and Kazakhstan in Baku. The company will operate along the Trans-Caspian International Transport Route, or TITR, and aims to simplify cargo transportation procedures between China and Europe, Kazakhstan, Azerbaijan, and Georgia. They'll work together to unify tariffs, handle all cargoes on the TITR, with the new company's activities expected to decrease delivery times from 53 days to 18 days this year, and eventually to 15 or as low as 10 days. Hope so. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Do you want to have ads in the updates? Help us financially with the link in the show notes can't but want to support us no worries just tell your friends about us